It was as if he kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Kia ora and good and Northern from Today Radio Studio 4 in Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. We are show number 118 and the weather outside has been lashing it. It has been perfect for rugby even though it's the middle of summer. You're with myself, Nathan Snade, my partner in crime, Scott Brown, Sunday the 6th of August 2023. Tonight we're going to delve into a little bit of international sport. But we're going to have some uh, cracking guests on tonight as well, Scott. Well, dressed to impress. You know, they've both certainly done that. So we're looking forward. Thank you, gents, for uh, for joining us uh, this evening. We've got Tejun. I've, I've said that right? Yeah, that's correct. Perfect. And then Roberto Cesca. Thank you. Not spelt how I've written it down on my piece of paper in front of them. <laughs> but they do an interesting sport. Not just a, not just a karate it's a, life, it's a lifestyle, isn't it? It's one of those things. So, um, Taejun, just to start things off, 30 seconds about yourself. You're under the cosh. Go. Yeah, I'm uh, Taejun Lee. I'm an eighth dan uh, black sash in the art of Hwarangdo, which means the way of the flowering nights. I'm also the oldest son and the heir to this art. So I'll become the 59th heir to hold the title as a Hwarang warrior. Um, and I'm the president of the World Harangdo Association, and I've been living here in Luxembourg for about six years now. Dude, how the hell did you end up in Luxembourg? Hey, I wish I'd video. <laughs> that's another story. That's, yeah. that's, an, that's an important topic, but that's a hell of an introduction. <laughs> Robert, Roberto, can you beat that? Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> so, Roberto speaking here, so I'm actually Italian. I'm in Luxembourg since 11 years. Currently, I'm Purple Sash of Harando, and I'm currently instructor also in the club we have here in Luxembourg. And I'm currently students of uh, Tejoni. Say it, say it right for me again. Harando, is that right? Harando. Harando. Uh, that's right. That's, it's the rule cool. of seven, isn't it? If I say it seven times, it should stick. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, if you're, if, you're, if you're listening and you're watching, and, and listening, watching um, and you go on, on Instagram as well, have a look at the uh, Instagram site. Have you seen the punishment that he's putting him through? Yeah. <laughs> you're a bully, huh? Not only you're does he have to make him squat out of a ridiculous position, but then he goes and makes him do seven or twelve, or <laughs> between seven and twelve bunny hops Maybe afterwards. we see if... Uh, brutal, brutal, brutal. Maybe, maybe see if he could uh, take you for a few sessions, Nathan. Do you know what I mean? Huh? <laughs> There's quite a, lot, quite a lot to lift there. I can tell you. Well, gents, we will uh, we will bounce over to you uh, shortly enough and get into this interview. But just uh, to bring you up to speed, uh, today we've obviously got sport in the history of the world. Today we've got our rugby up to date, which is you know with the rugby World Cup, which is only uh, um, a month away. We've got our interview, women's World Cup, big upset earlier on today. Nathan, I don't know if you saw it, the Yanks against the Swedes, huh? Mate, did I see it? How much fun was that? Well, watching the Yanks get well, beat. Well, no, I wouldn't say that, but blunder after blunder after blunder. Yeah, but even the penalty went to uh, VAR so as well, n- didn't it? Nil all at full time, nil all at extra time, and then it went to uh, and then it went to a penalty shootout. And, and um, yeah, after the first the two Swedish, goals each, Swedish, Swedish goalkeeper was unbelievable, wasn't she? Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a we'll have a look at that. 
And we've also got William Huckle, uh, who's going to do the rugby roundup, but also give us his input on what's going on in the world um, of, of school sport in Luxembourg. So, um, as always, we start things off with sport and the history in the world today. 2006, Tiger Woods was 30. He became the youngest player to compile 50 PGA Tour wins, um, which is pretty uh, pretty incredible. Um, the other one, in 2001, two-time, Marian, uh, two-time uh, champion and three-time um, Olympic gold medalist Marion Jones, um, she actually lost her string of winning 42 100-metre finals. You used that word well. She lost or she got busted? Well, no, she obviously lost. She actually lost to somebody. I'm going to get into the drug oh, doping stuff lost. in a minute. Yeah. She lost. So she won 42 finals in a row. There's always a way to that's win savage, finals, isn't it? though, isn't there? You know, you know, if your veins are full of steroids, then that's obviously uh, that's obviously what happened. She was obviously stripped of all her titles, you know, for doping. But you know, that isn't it. it there's a stat for you, Nathan: forty-two hundred meter final victories before she was beaten. That's absolutely savage, mate. Yeah, some, some nerve as well. I mean, as well as what was in her veins. Some nerve to be up there. You still, you've still got to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very. Very, cre- very, very credible, but... Um, yeah, at the end of the day, you cheated. So you cheated, so it doesn't count. It's what it is. Out, out the door, thanks um, for coming. Right, gents, we're going to... Uh, we'll, we'll fire into this. Now, um, I'm glad you said it. I, I was doing a little bit of research. So, the way of the flowering knight. So, it's a Korean uh, martial art. Yes. Yep, de- developed in the, in the 60s. Um, and um, so, there's nine virtues. Did you know, Nathan? Nine virtues. Yeah. Justice, courtesy, wisdom, trust, goodness, virtue, loyalty, and courage. So how does that, using that as the basis, how is that, I guess, uh, how does that influence... Are they all, or I should say, are they all in that order? Justice? Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy about getting the spelling right. But yeah, how, how are those... Uh, how are those? Um, well, first of all, the this uh, originates from a warrior class that existed... Uh, about uh, 1600 years ago, uh, the Flowering Knights, and they were responsible in unifying the Korean Peninsula for the first time in its history. Uh, and that that kingdom lasted for about a thousand years. So it is that preserved art that has been passed down from generation to generation, who my father uh, was a student of, uh, from actually a hermit monk. Suam uh, Dusa in the mountains of Korea, and uh, were taught to my father and his and his brother, and they uh, since since very young, and then when they got older, my father then paid homage by creating and systemizing the 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 warrior art, the skills of the warriors that they that he learned, and created a modern martial art system that we call Harang Do today. And where does the word Harang Do, where does it come from? Well, that, that is the, the name of the warrior class, okay. the Harang. So it is a Buddhist-based. So the idea of flower has to do with, uh, with enlightenment, uh, with uh, coming into being. Uh, also, the, the juxtaposition between Hua, flower, and man, the feminine and masculine. It combines the idea of duality. In Korean, um yang or in yang in Chinese, um, and that principle of duality is what prevails in the in the entire foundation of our martial art. That there are many different opposing forces, and our goal is to gain balance. So not only uh, so our martial art system is like that as well. 
So it's a hard, we have hard linear movements like karate or taekwondo, and we have soft circular movements like kung fu. Uh, and then we do also striking, we do close-in fighting, we do empty hand uh, with also weaponry, So uh, and we also study the development of internal self as well as the, the external physical. So it's a very holistic, complete uh, system of maximizing human potential. Mate, you just got to yeah. keep talking. <laughs> I, I could sit and listen to this for hours. I really so, could. So I think I really it's a holistic, holistic and spiritual, holistic. right? So it really comes it's like, from... It's, it's the deep. Whole, developing the whole yeah. package, isn't it, is exactly. an easier way to put it. Exactly. But they can't, what's interesting about this, this sport... Is well, that your all? Is it well, a sporty code? Well, it's, a, it's an art. It's a way of life. But we have a sport component to it. And I'm going to ask this awkward question straight away. Now, again, forgive myself and Nathan, we're a bit ignorant when it comes to this, but it, I think it's fair to say that you have uh, some that are more mainstream, like something like karate or jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Why, why is that? Is it they just, this is a bit later coming to the table, so to speak, or...? Uh, well, the, you have to remember that uh, um, as Hwarangdo, a, a modern martial arts system, we're one of the oldest Korean martial arts because we developed in 1960 in Korea. Taekwondo came in the 70s. But you have to understand Taekwondo is a national sport that is promoted by the entire country. Yeah. Uh, karate and Judo, well, that's Japanese-influenced. And you know what they did in uh, in the uh, Second World War? They were very imperialistic. They they uh, conquered many uh, many lands. They also uh, traveled, immigrated to many different countries. Uh, so so you have judo and karate that formed early on in many of the places in the world. Yeah. But you have to also understand taekwondo, karate, judo. They were mainly pushing the sport element of it. So uh, that. The, the sport caught on very quickly. Yeah. The way we teach it is more than just the sport. So it uh, it doesn't, uh, it's not as easy to have access to, gain mastery of, uh, so it doesn't spread as quickly. Wow. Um, Roberto, we'll give you a chance to speak here. Um, so how, how the hell did you get involved in this? Well, I started uh, around about eight years ago, actually here in Luxembourg. So I, I, since since then, I, I'm, I'm doing Horando. Uh, I used to be a runner in the past. And then uh, after that, I was looking for, for martial art. But once again, uh, I was looking for something which was more, not as you said before, right? Sp- more more sport oriented in the in the ultimate right goal. I wanted something which was more a bit more profound, right? Where, where I could actually challenge myself. In many ways, not just physically, but also mentally, and and that's where I came out and uh, and I found and I found Horando. So I I just uh, started at the very beginning in a little club here, and now uh, things after things uh, continuing and persevering. And then the head of the throne came along. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just kind of correct, correct. <laughs> in, New, in New Zealand or in, in the studio here, we call him the chief, yeah, and, the, and chief. the chief came along. Yeah. And, uh, gee whiz, well, um, I mean, what an honour. Obviously, yeah. Luxembourg recently hosted uh, so the the Association World Championships in team fighting. So, again, explain how how that works. Yeah. Is it? I gather it isn't just putting four on each team in a cage and and, and letting no. you go to it. There's a bit more to it than that, is yeah. there? Yes, yes. Uh, well, we in our uh, art we have three uh, three dynamic expressions or sport uh, venue. Uh, we have the stand up, kick, punch, throw, quick submit fighting called Yong Tugi. 
Then we have Kotugi, which is the submission grappling. And we have uh, Mugi Dedyan in the way of uh, weapon fighting, in the way of sword fighting, Komtugi, and uh, way of stick fighting, Pongtugi. So uh, we have teams for all three of the categories of the stand-up fighting, the submission grappling, and the weapon fighting. And so in order to get the team championship, you have to win two out of those three, or all three. And Luxembourg has secured uh, its victory in 2019 before the COVID. Uh, and we once again defended our championship here. Uh, we were able to meet, uh, was it three years later, uh, for the first time, uh, so uh, we they defended their championship. I'm quite glad for that because if they, I mean, if you've got the chief as their uh, coach or resident, <laughs> and, they, and they lose, it'll be a bit of a uh, it'll be a bit of a stick up. That's for sure. Exactly, exactly. You know, I have no favoritism, you know, because I run the whole organization, but. Since I'm here, of course. It's nice yeah, that yeah. Uh, you've got few, uh, uh, you've got athletes no, like Roberto on, on a few, uh, check. A few tricks of the trade, you know, a few little secrets <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, just bouncing back over to what you talked about in how it's. Uh, to, for, forgive me if I sound a bit cheesy, cheesy when I say this, but you talk about like a way of life. It's a lifestyle, and and it obviously impacts everything that goes on in your life. But that's something you see. You don't hear a lot of these days in sport because the first thing anybody will ask you as soon as they start if it's football you know if it's karate whatever it might be squash yeah when can we play a match or when can we when can we do this and it's the the reality is is even with like social media and stuff these days you know facebook instagram and and twitter is you don't actually see all the the groundwork that's being done you just see sort of the end product you know the competition and and that sort of thing any any athlete or any sportsman when they take it to its extreme it can be a way of life and for many of them it is uh but our thing is that that is our foundation so the sport competitive aspect is a byproduct of what we do and we're doing martial discipline the martial arts in order to preserve our way of life so that is the end game whereas in the sports the sport itself or victory or being best at it becomes the end game so do you um would you see any athlete coming to this on the to the sporting side would you see an an, an athlete going to us into a sport like mma ufc from from your sport uh from out many many people ask because you know we tell them actually we're the original MMA. Sure. Because we we do the, all the stand up fighting, ground fighting, we do it all, and that we've actually been that way since the sixties. But when we went into the seventies, United States, what happened was actually judo and jujitsu was all dying out because Bruce Lee became popular. Everybody wanted to do the kicking and punching, and that was what became uh, very popular. Um, but uh, um, it's just—I mean, it's MMA, but without your uh, taiha, without your without your stick, <laughs> without the stick, or um, weapons, or stones. I mean, anything. I mean, I guess if it comes from a warrior yeah. class, so, you can use any any. Ab- absolutely. But one thing that we do, our philosophy, and because uh, you know, I I am the head of the organization. I made a conscious decision that our organization were not going to move into full contact. So, uh, so you will most likely not see any uh, of our students uh, ever competing in a full contact MMA or in the cage. Is that an evolution of the sport, do you think? MMA definitely is the the evolution of the martial arts. Uh, Definitely. Uh, But in terms of of not having your uh, contact, uh, that's an evolution of of, of the modern times that we... 
for 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 us, I actually we're trying to keep our way of life. Yeah. So if we start to do full contact fighting, the whole dynamics, our group dynamics, is going to change. Well, it has less of an appeal to certain people because some people well, actually don't want to fight at the end of, end well, of the day, do yeah, they? Exactly. Not only that, though, but I mean, think about it, right? When you go into a gym, it's a different atmosphere. When you go into a full contact gym, okay, MMA gym, the next new guy that comes in, what you're looking at is, oh, that's the new guy that you got to beat. You know, let's see who he is, how to check him out. We don't have that. So uh, we're not really, our goal of competing is not so much to beat the next guy. Our goal is to be better, uh, to better ourselves. Right, so we're testing ourselves against other people, and we like to say that we want to be strong and be at our best, so we can push others to be better. So there's a difference here. So there is no prize money, there is no victory hurrah. Right, it is the self satisfaction that you're able to. You know, the question, simple question, you get in the ring for us is, did I do my best? Yeah. You know, not that you won the medal or you got first place or whatever it is. Whereas in a in an MMA or full contact fighting, you have to understand, right? The whole psychology is different. How do you win? You win by incapacitating, knocking the person out from and and have them quit fighting. So you yeah. have to hurt them. Yeah. So the whole dynamics changes. So they submit to the huirangdo. They basically submit to it, and they ultimately they become part of the family. So that therefore the, the the culture, if I could call it that, or the art grows. Exactly, exactly. It's the group uh, is 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 above yourself. It's um it's quite interesting. Um, Nathan and I are quite heavily involved with coaching youngsters, and unfortunately, in my sport, rugby. You know, there's a, there's a big cloud over it at the moment with the stuff around concussions because of the yeah, contact yeah, element yeah. of the game. Yeah. Um, and actually, to any parents listening in, if you're, you know, if you're interested in looking for something where you're, you know, ultimately, it, it's about committing to something and being disciplined ultimately, isn't it? And if if that's what you're after, then potentially this is something we'll we'll chat towards the end of the interview about how it can get involved in something like that. Very um, very very interesting. Um. We sort of said, how did you, but how did you end up in Luxembourg originally? Uh, for work. I yeah. think as majority of the foreign people here in yeah. Luxembourg. Yeah. So uh, I just moved straight after university. And you said, did you, you did running beforehand. Yeah, did you do any other sports growing up? Well, I used to do tennis for like six to seven years. And then I would say running was the other, the yeah. other thing. that I Long did. distance, short distance? Uh, I was actually half marathon, so 20 Around the 20, 30, Blah. or something for fun. like that. But for fun. What about yourself? Did you do? Did you indulge in any other sports as a youngster growing up? Oh yeah, when I was young, you know, I played American football, uh, and uh, I, I wrestled. You know, I, I tried some basketball in a junior league. Uh, I, I actually I couldn't shoot very well, so I ball hogged. <laughs> <laughs> as you do, as you do. It's just interesting because there's a common uh, a common theme with a lot of the guests we're lucky enough to have on, um, and that they've obviously had some positive experiences with sport as a young age, and ultimately that's why you Absolutely. you stay Absolutely. you stay involved with um, with uh, with uh, with some of that. Now, obviously, we try and tee up what questions I'm going to ask you. You probably get asked this uh, all the time. I'll ask you you this one first, Roberto. Have you had to put your skills uh, to use in a in a real life situation? 
Yeah, so fortunately, uh, fortunately, I didn't, I didn't end up right uh, uh, in that in that way, which I think is uh, is obviously uh, luck. Sometimes, obviously, there's a, a big component of self awareness, which we also teach to the students, right? So the the very very important thing here, and maybe comes back to also when we were talking about the ultimate the byproduct at the end, right? It's uh, it's also being self aware, right? So understanding the dynamics of a combat sports, it does not make you necessarily a fighter that you want to go up up there, right? At, at night and beat each other up but actually you are aware of what actually combat it, it's about right you're aware of what what is implied and you're also aware at the same time how you can defend yourself without necessarily enter into any any yeah. it's, it's, right? it's control ultimately control, isn't right. it if you can control exactly you know it's the uh Oh, sorry, mate. So it's 21 minutes in, and I always yeah, going to bring a movie. Yeah, He's bring gonna a movie. Have you ever seen the film Roadhouse? Patrick Swayze. Yeah, I did. Actually. Yeah, have you? All no, oh, no, right, I, that's your homework I, after I, this. I'm, I'm much older than you think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a brilliant line. He's obviously a bouncer, and yeah. he'll go to these nightclubs and and turn it all around. Yeah. And he all he says is, he goes, yeah. just be nice, be yeah. nice. <laughs> Yeah. until it's time to not be nice <laughs> <laughs> and he's like how will you know and he goes you won't I'll tell you yeah. um, and I guess that's one of those things because ultimately I mean even comparing it to other sports you know especially sports like boxing and, and obviously we've talked about MMA but ultimately people often lose fights because they lose control or let their absolutely, emotions take over uh, and i mean you we've, we've all seen conor mcgregor he's he's the best in the business at getting you wound up if even i mean the you've all seen the one where he knocks out you know jose aldo and stuff like that and that's all the fight was won before they'd even stepped into the uh absolutely, into absolutely. the cage very interesting um you know i i like to just add that you know we have this uh, idea that uh, you know uh, fighters fight because they like to fight warriors fight because you must You know, there's a difference, you know. So we are living a way of life. So actually, you ask the question, do we use it? Have we ever used it outside of the class? Well, you use harangdo every day, you know, and that is uh, your self-discipline, as you said, self-control. How do you conduct yourself? So if you do actually conduct yourself properly and you're good to other people, you're courteous, you're respectful, and you're honorable, then normally you're not going to get in those situations where you have to get in a physical altercation. I'd, you know? I'd, I'd need your help to put me right. A little bit of geography. I've got uh, the Korean Peninsula yeah. in, in front of me here. Now, that's the peninsula that actually ultimately comes off China. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And that includes North Korea, yes. which, is, which, borders, which borders China, and South Korea. Exactly. So that was, the, so that was let's say, governed or, or warrior-fied, or I don't know the word to... Yeah. Unified. Th- yeah. that, that whole North Korea and South Korea was... was Managed was one kingdom, politically managed by the Huairangdo. That's right. It was one kingdom, and it was by the Shilla kingdom. There were three: Shilla, Pekche, and Koguryo. So Shilla was on the west coast, uh, east coast. I'll go back to my. I'll Pe- go back to my little map here. Okay. I'm just seeing if you can write down these notes quick no, enough. There's, to no, pick there's, up there's the- no way. I got to look at a map. I got to work. <laughs> out, I got to work out east and west for a start. <laughs> Pekche was on the west coast, and okay. Koguryo was up to the north. Yeah. So Shilla actually was the smallest kingdom, and the Huarang then unified the rest of the other two. Too. So and e- each one of these kingdoms had chiefs. Oh, absolutely! And, King, did, and King, these chiefs King, got on. Sorry, forgive his no, ignorance. The- <laughs> huh? Kings, kingdom, kingdoms, yeah, chieftain. Yeah, they huh? didn't, yeah they, no, they didn't get along. They were fighting all the time. Okay, so there was a little bit of an internal conflict, all, no all, different to how how, how society works these days. All the time, all the time. For a th- so, how, how many years? A thousand years. Well, the, the, it was from from look at it this way: zero to five hundred. 
was the Three Kingdoms period where Shilla existed, and then Shilla conquered the other two and made the unified Shilla dynasty for another 500. So the Shilla kingdom itself, where the Hwarang came from, lasted a thousand years. Like a history lesson of, of Asia. <laughs> class, Isn't that brilliant? As class. absolute class. You're, you've it. absorbed I'm me. I'm, I'm, I'm I, coming back. I want to <laughs> go ahead before we leave. I wanted to say one thing uh, that I want, the Roberto, I, my student, um, about three years ago, I turned over the, the teaching instruction and leadership of the club. So the winning, uh, the victory that they gained this year was solely managed by him and his leadership. Uh, so I have to give him credit for the team he created this year and the victory that they gained for Luxembourg this year uh, to, to Roberto. To Roberto. Shout out from the big that's a, I mean, th- I mean that's, a, that's an honour, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. That's it, not a fist pump, I don't know that's what not it a is, mate. That's not a, that's not a little stick around the backside so let, either. Let, let, let's cut to the chase here. How do we get involved in it in Luxembourg? If I'm listening in, how do I get involved, Roberto? So we have a, uh, we have a club which uh, is in Bel Air. Um, Gaston Diderich, uh, number 63, Gaston Diderich, is basically where there's a school there. So we actually run class for children. Whereabouts is that? It's uh, right in the city centre. I mean, from Hamilius is around about five minutes. I reckon so I've, I've definitely walked past center. it. Definitely have walked past it <laughs> and haven't clocked it. Go and on, sorry. We, anyway. get, we get class from uh, children. So we have uh, from three years old. We have we have children. We have three programs, main program, Little Tigers, Junior and Adults. Little Tiger, three to seven years old. Junior, eight 12 years old and then 13 and above it goes with the teenagers and adults in one class so we have three main classes there and um, we teach basically throughout the entire week in the evenings so it's also good for people when they work they can drop the kids there and etc so we we've been uh, and i want to maybe spend just a minute i know we are tight in time but uh, i just want to no, mention don't worry that, about the time mate if you were that bad we would have kicked you out ages ago <laughs> so don't worry about it so we started uh, when I started right at the beginning we were we were a club of four people so when I joined the club there were four people essentially right and and as you mentioned the, the, the chief before came mm-hmm. after year and a half uh, um, actually Grandmaster came came here to Luxembourg and uh, and uh, the I mean what happened is incredible right so when you ask also about what uh, what is Warando for, for, for us right what is for me that's what I can share mm-hmm. I mean for me there's a, a, an incredible journey right I started from a little club of four people just because I, I want to do some martial art and then all of a sudden uh, I mean we, we are now we are now closing to get to 100 under students that's what we uh, that's what we're close to and we and we aim that and uh, for sure and uh, the in in general you know there's been a, a crazy journey for us right this this club has been creating developing leaders like Grandmaster just said before so you actually start as a student but then we have leadership program which goes within the club so people can be engaged more the ones who want to do more and then they show and improve they want to be involved more there are leadership programs so we have a full instructor uh, class as well which run um, as well as we have classes from, from the Grandmaster directly taught by him on Saturdays so it's a it's a it's a unique way. If Grandmaster doesn't pass on the leadership to uh, Roberto over here, then Roberto's <laughs> not going to be able to pass on any responsibility. Yeah. It, uh, so you said you started off, you had four. So how, what's your uh, population at the moment with people involved in it at the moment now? We'll close to hundred students. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. That's Brilliant. unreal. Brilliant. Fantastic. So hopefully get a big fancy uh, gym, but in the centre of Luxembourg, I don't well, think that's happening. You know. <laughs> We're kind of outgrown the gym, so we're actually, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to get a larger gym soon. That's the goal. Fantastic. Um, This one's for you. This is a good one. Okay. If you had to do something else, like another sport, what would you do? If you Uh, had to. 
if I had to... Yeah, if the world was going to end and you had to pick a sport to do, what would you do? It's just one one sport. Well, if you've got two, you know, crack on with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm originally uh, used to surf. So, uh, I'm Legend. A, Mate, I'm, spiritual, you got surf his spiritual is in I'm, touch with the land, he's in touch with from, the water. I'm from Southern California, I grew up actually surfing. So if I, but I'm here, uh, what I would do, I would snowboard. Oh, there we go. Makes sense, what about you, it? Roberto? <laughs> it makes sense. It's all well, very logical. I, I, would have, I would have gone for skiing, but then it would be just a repetition. You can't copy him for everything, mate. The great master. got to let you go on your own field <laughs> one, one stage. No, I come from the Alps, right? Yeah, so okay. I'm skiing since four, but actually I would go for running then if I really have to. No, that yeah, doesn't count. You already had running. You have to pick something else, huh? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Rugby, there we go. Um, we, we, try, we try and make it quite lighthearted on, on the show, and we always ask a couple of funny questions just to uh, finish things off. So the first important question I'll ask you, is if you are you're back in Cali okay are you going out in the board shorts or are you wearing the budgie smugglers <laughs> what's funny for yes, sure. that's a serious question for sure board sports uh, okay board for shorts sure. what about you Andrea you're Italian so you've got to wear the budgie smugglers huh? well, yeah. the Italians could go there three quarter don't they yeah the James they're Bond tight. the wee hot pants yeah right, right. Yes. yeah okay. Okay. I'm sorry I'm not answering your questions <laughs> for you sorry about this uh, the next question I've got for you is if you could have the mullet okay <laughs> Or the moustache, what would you pick? A moustache. Moustache, European. <laughs> I, I, well, I used to have it, actually, so, yeah. uh, but uh, as you can tell, you know, um, that's all I have, so... Yeah. Gra- Grandmaster, <laughs> you're not going for a mullet? No, no. Shave no. all this off Mate, I had the Grandmaster and a moustache. No, thank you. We'll get an AI picture, we'll get it all done. We'll get an AI And the other question, which is probably the most important question I'll ask you, is... Uh, sorry, just about um, to to fire back over the um, what's it? Is it the gee that you what, what's it called that you wear? Sesh. No, the sesh Do- is the belt. Okay. Uh-huh. Now we always ask if you wear your socks up or socks down, but presumably you don't wear socks for it, do you? No, we don't. Okay, so <laughs> we won't ask that question. Last question before we finish <laughs> things off here. Um, I hate to keep using the uh, you know the example of the UFC and the boxing, but unfortunately. That's the way things have gone. They're leading people, in the commercial and the, the sporting commercial. People can't, people can't sit still these days. You know, they don't want to commit to something. They want to see instant results, you know. So if they can go to something and uh, a lot of the time it's about trying to get the crowd involved with, you know, the, the, the sport or the spectacle, if you like. If you um, had to be introduced for uh, the next world championships, who we say, what piece of music... Um, would you uh, have playing <laughs> when you uh, when you come out? Dream of California, case She's got red hot chili peppers. Yeah, chilies, red, huh? He's got red, he's got red chilies, all over him. Call uh, the what is that? The the apocalypse. Call of the Valkyrie. The Valkyrie. You know the the uh, the the da 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 da. You know the the. Oh, I know the one you mean. The apocalypse. Yeah, I know the one you mean. I know the one. I'm gonna have to dig that out. Um, dig that out. What, 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 what about, about you, Roberto? I, I gotta go classic with uh, I have the tiger, I guess, right? Oh, the tiger. <laughs> I mean, that is very very, very classic. classic. <laughs> so that means that when you go to uh, come back to the to the what do you call it? Do you call it gym studio gym? Tu Chang. Tu Chang. When you come there on, on, or when you go there on Monday to take your classes, we're going to see a little bit of Eye of the Tiger, and then we've got Grandmaster coming out. I'm not going to have a bar of that. I haven't thought about it, but you know. I'll, I'll take a tip. I'll take a tip from you, but no. <laughs> yeah, what about your individual personalities? Are you, are you, I'm going to come on to, I know we can't um, wear the socks when you're, uh, when we're competing, let's say, or when we're, when we're doing the art. Are you a socks up character or are you a socks down character? <laughs> yeah, if you're in the gym, you know, or somewhere else, do you pull them up or do you pull 
pulling or, or are they down? No, I'm a, I'm a socks down. Maybe yeah, he's down. got big calves. Huh? Big calves. Yeah, so California <laughs> takes. I can tell you, down. you're yeah. down as well. Um, gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. Unfortunately, this is always the way. We never have enough time to uh, to get uh, get through everything we wanted to get through. Same thing where I just wanted. I, I want to. I want to yeah, start. I could sit and listen. I could sit and listen to the grandmaster. Yeah, I could sit and listen. I might just ring you up later and say, "Mate, can you just talk on the phone?" He's not head of the throne. He's on the throne. Yeah. Keep us keep us in comms. Keep in comms with us. Sorry, with with what's going on, and we'll keep spreading and sharing the word as West we become. If you're if you are listening in, please give these. Guys, a shout out. Um, I mean, you've just got to look how it's evolved um, over the last couple of years. So, athletes yeah, in the gym, yeah. fabulous. Con- uh, credit congratulations, to you. Well done, congratulations to you. Uh, long may it continue, and um, I look forward to. Uh, we'll definitely get you back on for. Uh, thank you so much for having you. us. No, not at all. Not at all. Do you have an, Do you have another annual event soon? Do you have another? Was it uh, an event coming well, up? It's it's every year we have an event, uh, and it, this next year will be in Tuscany. Uh, in Kiani, but Ooh. we will have in the this year uh, inter-school tournaments. Our students alone will compete. Nice touch. That will be November, November, December. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we no, we think we plan it for March. We're saying on oh, March, March, uh, March next year. March we'll have an inter-school tournament. Well, fantastic. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, 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 please keep do. Comes with us. And uh, just before I kick you out, I'll put on uh, this bad boy here. Roberto, <laughs> <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Thank you. Grandmaster, it was the Grandmaster that we had here. Yeah, stick to, yeah, stick to. Well, we've been, uh, I guess we've we've kicked one batch of guests out, and we're lucky enough to be joined by uh, Big Willie Huckle. Um, I've been lucky enough to coach Will uh, over over the years. Rugby, yeah, he's a a real product of the system, shall we say? From uh, little lines, he'll go on to bigger and better things. I've no doubt, but I just hope where he he remembers. So you play play rugby? What position, Will? Uh, I play fly half. Fly half? Yeah. Good player, man. Yep. Good player. Kick off left and right yeah. foot. Uh, right right footer. Sometimes. Most, most sometimes. Of, most of the right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bit better out of the hand or off the ground. Don't look to don't look to your grandmaster over here. I ain't the grandmaster, mate. <laughs> about that. Probably off the ground. Most yeah. Off the ground? Time, yeah. No, he's yeah. good. He'll, he'll go far. Will's actually uh, leaving Luxembourg uh, soon enough to go and play his trade over in the UK. So what school are you going to? Uh, Ship Lake College. Ship Lake College. Which is good. which is where in, in the UK? Uh, in Henley. Henley, which is where? Honley. Honley on Thames, you know, where they do the regatta, the rowing and all oh, that. Is, is that right? Yeah, but that could be, any, that, that could be anywhere. We, so, we're, we're, um, is it near, near, near London, North London, East London? Near Oxford, isn't it? Near Oxford, there we go. Okay, North. Oxfordshire. There you go. Nice. Yeah, good spot. Nice. Uh, good spot. Uh, and so you'll be boarding? <laughs> no. Uh, my whole family, we're moving, we're moving back. Okay. So, so yeah. So well, you'll be missed in our community, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. You will, Will. Um, actually, the main reason I got you on here is because I know you were watching all the rugby at the weekend, so this is going to be Will's, <laughs> Will's <laughs> rugby. Yeah. So, in other words, from 4.30 in the morning, you didn't get off the couch. You stayed up until what yeah. time was the last match? I think it finished at, well, 9, o'clock, 9 o'clock was the last match. She had 10.30, 4.30 to yeah. 10.30. That's one hell of an innings, Will. Tell, well uh, telling your mum you're doing homework, which actually <laughs> were, you know. Uh, yeah, Will, what, what results have you got for us from the weekend? Well, so yesterday there were the first set of uh, World Cup warm-up games. Yep. Hold on a minute. The Which one are we starting up? Which one are we starting the with? New, the New Zealand, the Blitters like Cup New Zealand Australia, that ain't no warm-up match, mate. No. That's, Will uh, you just let the band talk, please, okay? <laughs> Will, you, you, stick to your, you stick to your plan. Don't right. let him rattle you. So, uh, yeah, New Zealand Australia played again yesterday, second week in a row. 
and um, New Zealand came out on top again. Last couple of minutes, Richie Moanga, ice in the veins, huh? Big time with that. Mate, Australia butchered it, didn't they? Yeah. 17-3 up, weren't they? Yeah. Would that be your play of the week, the play of the week, if you had to call it? That, of everything that's happened this weekend? Of, I see, the ice in the veins. Yeah, big kick, big kick. Uh, yeah, it was good. You know, but it's. It was, I, I was happy to see Australia come back with a res- with the with a response. You know, after getting they were given a hide in last week. You know, um, but that's been a good. That ground is. Their ground is in Dunedin in the yeah, south, d- which is Dunedin, fully undercovered. But it used to be a harder place to go because wasn't it? Was it the Cape Tin? Is that where? <laughs> no, is that that's, that's Wellington, Carisbrook, which was a House of Pain. Well, that's what it used to be called, wasn't it? But it's so darn cold there that they had to put a bit of yeah. perspex over all, all around the side of things, and and they've been playing the football down there, and the pitch was like it was it was rock. Yeah, so it was very difficult for both teams to play because of the speed of the track that they were playing on. But well, tell me about it. Was it the one of the greatest kicks you've ever seen? Yeah, brilliant kick. <laughs> About 45 metres out, yeah. last minute, brilliant. He's he's as good as they are, though, at the moment, isn't he? Because I know when he's obviously at the Crusaders, I know he teamed up with Ogara for a little bit, and that's when he, uh, I'm sure he's practised a lot, but I'd say he's having someone like Ogara, he's really, like, he's kicking his top drawer, isn't it? You're almost going to pick him in the team to kick. I, I think so. One last thing, well, before I, before I can grab you, but I told you last week, Scott, that um, after the match, they interviewed... Um, Richie Moanga and they said to her like you know what is it how are you feeling leading up to the World Cup and he, he kind of like almost blanked it and he just said the World Cup well we, we can't control what happens or how well other teams are we're out there we, it's literally step by step process yeah. I was you know and he had a few of his <clears throat> mates let's say that was co- that were that were the punditries that were giving him a bit of a jip trying to see where, where he was at and I was really impressed with his uh, the way he handled the questions oh straight back yeah but I, I think it was beyond that I really thought he they he they believe in what's happening and so when he came up for that kick it wasn't surprised me that he did uh, that he did nail it yeah I, you know we'll, we'll, it's one thing to do it there but if he got that kick World in the World Cup, Cup final it's different, different gravy isn't it yeah. what else you got for us Will well so we had a, a bunch of uh, European games as well so it starts off with Scotland against France what did you make of that? The France third the team, wasn't it? Yeah. The Scots won't be happy to hear that if they're listening in, but it was. I think there was only one bloke you'd probably pick in the, the French 23, wasn't it? It was, uh, you know, it, was, it wasn't a... Yeah. They were up 21-3 at half-time as well, France. Yeah. And yeah. then Scotland come back in the second half, 25-21. I think they're two boys who have come straight in from the French 20s. So have finished the... Uh, one world, of them the world well. Yeah, the winger, the red... He had a really good game, actually. They'll have in the red scrum cap. Really good game. Really good game. So Scotland will be pretty happy with that I at the would same say, time. I would say they? so. Happy, happy yeah, enough. Well. But again, it's... Um, you know, it's it's pinch of salt. I think you've got to you've got to just remember you, you weren't playing that French team fully loaded. I'd say those boys would be wrapped in cotton wool. You know, Dupont uh, and Tamac, uh, Ramos, Aldrich. There's loads of them. Absolutely loads. Charles Olivier as well. You know. Uh, sorry, Will. What else you got for us? Well, oh, well uh, that Scotland France game was the first game where this new um, yellow card sort of review system's been used. So when a yellow for, when a yellow card offence has taken place, rather than wasting time in the moment of deciding whether it's a red card or not, they send them off for ten minutes, and then another official individually uh, reviews, reviews it, it yeah. to see whether it should be upgraded to a red card or not. And in this case, it was. Yeah. 
So it just keeps the speed. So this was the Ferguson incident yeah. where yeah, 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 he yeah. came in with the stupid one. It? it was a bit, a bit dark. Do you like this system, Will? I think it's good because uh, there's a lot of stopping and starting in rugby with scrums, TMO, all of it. For me, for me it's I don't know why it, nobody's thought about it sooner mm. because there was a lot of time being wasted. We want to speed up the game, the whole spectacle and stuff like this. If it is it yellow or is it red? Look, I'm not sure. It's yellow. Worst case scenario is it is yellow. He's off for ten minutes you know or he's not coming back on and yeah leave it to your uh, team but interestingly um, wait there I'll bring this up when you talk about the next match sorry <laughs> uh, well next we have Wales England how brutal were England at the weekend they were useless weren't they uh, what the hell have they been doing in training for the last yeah, month well, it's a good side that Wales put out there was it 15, didn't know anybody. No. 15 handling errors England in yeah. one game but I said to you 22 turnovers uh, you, you wouldn't have minded if they were linging the ball around. But all they were doing was going two phases and then pumping it pumping it up in the air. But the reason uh, I, w- I was going to bring this up in the last game, we talked about it, but with uh, there was an interesting one at the end. The fella um, who was refereeing uh, the game, uh, they got the, the ball Australian. quite... Is he? Was he, was he I don't know. He's good, whoever he is. He's a good, mm. good referee. Uh, they got the ball to Reece Samet and he chipped over. Hell of a finish, but under the rules of the game, so he basically like got his hands to it, but it left his hand and then he grounded it, so it wasn't a try. But whoever, I think I'm trying to think, was it Joy Neville was up in the the comms box and she was saying, uh, Big Anthony Perez back in the house, huh? Must be rainy or something, huh? There you go, Skip. Um, but yeah, it must, yeah, but he basically, she, I think she wanted to award the try, but he watched it and was like, "Mm, No, I'm gonna, gonna overrule it, and he overruled it, so. Fair play to him, you know, making the making the call on that. Yeah, Wales, um, uh, uh, England in trouble. Do you think for the World Cup? Nah, I don't think. You so. think the draws on their side? I yeah, think, massively. Um, yeah, massively. They've got a, a far easier route towards the final than teams yeah. like France and. I still like think. What about the Aussies? I, I still think they've got an easy route as well. I still think you'll get a winner from the other side of the draw. I think you'll get. I think Ireland, France, or uh, New Zealand, Ireland, France, South New Zealand, South Africa. To see past those four, I think you'll be you'll be hard pushed. But it's looking even more brutal right now. That half that or that part of the draw, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. But I tell you what, it's brutal as well. I saw a stat where the pool that Wales are now in, I think eight, nine, ten, and eleven is Wales, Australia, Fiji, and Georgia are all ranked right next to each other, and they're all in the same pool. So. That'll be uh, tasty enough. Wales crashing out early, are they? Well, they they just beat England. So. <laughs> a bunch of unknowns versus a bunch of unknowns. Yeah, well, I shouldn't say that. What else you got for us, Will? What other ones we got in there? Well, uh, I mean, top world ranked Ireland yeah. uh, beat Italy. Uh, when even the, fir- when the first team, though, was it? Boys being rested. No, not really. Interesting one. Johnny Sexton is banned yeah. for the three matches. That was one of them? Yes. What's happening on Tuesday? They're going to slot another international, are they? They're playing Portugal in a World Cup warm-up match behind closed doors. So basically, it will be right, yeah, Blues versus Red sort of thing, and it will be it's, it's, yeah, it's really? a proper match. Yeah, yeah. What just been teed up in the last? Well, I don't uh, know what, whatever's happening with their World Cup preparation, whatever. It's not actually going to count towards his uh, his ban, but it'll be quite interesting because that those sort of games would be tough to play in because you can get away with a bit of. You know, yeah, but again, you get, I mean, sent, you get, you get, sent, you get the heavyweights. You get the heavyweights. So you got to give it, give one of them to yeah, Portugal. It's a bit meh. Just stick Peter Amahani on the pitch and he run around just staring at people, scaring boys and stuff. Yeah, I was expecting Ireland to win that quite comfortably. It's hard to see what Italy, how Italy are. 
are going really because they, they, they've changed up their team yeah. quite a lot, haven't they? Really interesting though, they're giving their coach the boot already. Your man Kieran Crowley. Uh, yeah, really? he's gone, mate. After the World Cup, he's gone. They've oh, got after the, the, the World Cup, he's yeah. gone. Yeah, they've got they've got the um, the Saffa from uh, Glasgow Warriors is going up there. Oh, that's interesting because they've just had a, a relatively decent Six Nations. Yeah, no, they look like a team in. They're on the way just, up. Definitely. Yeah. I think so. I'm surprised by that. I tell you what, whilst we're on uh, World Cup warm-ups, uh, Uruguay are playing Namibia and they're in the same pool mm. as a as a as a warm-up match. It's interesting. Uruguay. That's a bit. Uruguay beat Namibia actually. Twenty six eighteen. That was uh, sorry, Will. We're stealing your thunder. Oh, sorry. They did. They've played. Yeah, yeah. Ah, you know, I'm sorry about that. Any other, any other ones? Notes, any other ones sneak in there? Uh, we've also got Argentina, South Africa, last night. Who, who won that match? South Africa. Uh, South Africa, twenty-four, uh, thirteen. Um, they were looking quite good actually. They were quite slow in the first half. They were losing at half time, but then the second half they got into it and they were looking very good. Yeah, they, the, they, 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 your man Creevy, Augustin Creevy, got his hundredth cap, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, first ever Argentinian player to get 100 caps they've got two mate they've got two good hookers haven't they Argentina you got him and, and he's an old he's an old boy and then you got Montoya who plays at Leicester Tigers and he's hard as nails as well isn't he oh yeah, breeding him boy. breeding him um, you got you got any other ones there yeah. got uh, we got Fiji Japan yep I see Michael Leach he's got a three he's copped a, a, bit, a ban hasn't he he got sent off against Samoa last week I think was it yeah, he picked yeah. up a red card in that game. Japan would be disappointed to to lose to. Um, they got another Eugene. red card uh, yesterday as well. Who did they? Uh, yeah, uh, Lob. I don't know how to pronounce that. Lobushanya or something. Just get him. It's, it's just get me. I'm the worst one. I'm just the one with no shame. Oh, that one. This is a good one actually. So, um, I've heard it pr- pronounced Labaskachni, right? Which is like if the Saffers were doing it. But you've got your man who plays for um, Australia in the cricket, Manus. Manus Labashane, that's the same one. So I guess it depends so where you're from. Yeah, don't worry, I normally get him to pronounce so it's all spelled, the hard so words it's spelled and stuff the same. like that. Huh? It's spelled the same. Yeah, just to guess it depends where you're from. Any other ones for us, Will? Uh, no, there's everything for so us. I, I'll just add on to that quick one. Samoa, they played Tonga, thumped... Uh, Something thirty four nine. Uh, that's the big bit. The big ones for me. You want to see how the Fijians, how the Samoans, and how the Tongans are going to go at the World Cup. They've obviously. I don't want to say they've recruited heavily, but they've got this. Mm. Old all black yeah. influence, haven't they? Uh, beefing up the stock, so it'll be interesting to see how they go. Like they they, are, that, that is their, like, that, that is their. You know, we'll see, see if they can can turn a few heads. And the other one is Romania. Um, they lost to the USA. USA are not going to the World Cup. Romania got through this time by. Um, It'll be a disappointing result for Romania. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Romania. Um, they obviously qualified because of what happened with Spain getting booted out of the competition. Uh, Will, we're going to jump back to you in a couple of minutes, just about school sport. Okay, Mr. Perez, good to have you back. It's not been the same without you. <laughs> obviously, week one, BGL League. What you got for us, you want, mate? You want BGL? I've got BGL League for you. And the Basel League started uh, on Saturday already with one game, and it was Schifflange who took Peyton at home, and the uh, uh, 560 visitors weren't disappointed. Uh, Petanche player Kai Merck scored officially the first goal of the 23-24 campaign. Until the 57th minute, the score was 3-1 for Petanche, and it looked like the guests were taking the first three points home. But for those, but those who fought this, sorry, for example me, were wrong. 
after Hare reduced the score to 3-2, it was Makali who scored in the 8th minute of adding time, the equaliser for the promoted team. So the game ended 3-3. What a drama for the first game of the season. And today we've got the rest of the games, but there are still games still playing, starting with this quickly. With Jeunesse Ash against Niederkorn, the score is at the moment 1-1, and Diffedange Fola is 3-1 for Diffedange at the moment. Then, let's bounce to Hesbronch, were on the only team still left in the race for the qualification for the Conference League, but I'm coming to this a bit later. We started the season pretty wild. Against Strassen, they showed no problems and scored five past them as they won 5-1. With Stolz, Aliui, Sprutz, Ayongo and Martins, Hesbronch had also five, dif- five different goal scorers in this game. Very good. Uh, moving on with Didlange against Wils. And let's take a look at the congruence. Against Wills, Didlon started being led because of a goal of Martin Suarez from, for the team from the north. The equaliser was scored by the same player, but he put the ball into his own net. As you time. do. As you do. <laughs> Decker turned the game around and Yannick Schaus scored the third and last goal for the host. 3-1 was the score in the end. Let's go about Mersch, the, the cup finalist from last year. Did they manage to win against Rosper? No, for Merge it wasn't, on the other hand, not a good afternoon. Although jo- Joel Rodriguez scored the first goal for Merge in this season, they lost 1-2 to Rosborg when Jimenez scored the winner 10 minutes before the final whistle. Then we've got Mondorf against Racing. Uh, fun fact, my friend, uh, w- w- my, f- my friend Ben and me, who are doing Las Fus News, we did a prediction and he predicted Racing uh, playing relegation. And that doesn't look like this, even if it's still the first game, because Racing take the first three points home after defeating Mondov 3-1. Muratovic, Amiti and Gashi were the goal scorers. And finally, the both teams who got promoted one year ago, Kerzing and Monorish fought for the first points in the season, and the winner was Monorish with a score of 2-1. And before I move over to the Conference League qualifiers, because uh, during the week there has been the four Luxembourgish clubs who fought for the third round, I'm going to ask you, this time, even the first, even if the first game uh, has already play, been played, who's 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 huh? who's going to be champion? Who's going to be champion? Who's going to champion? Yeah, Hesperons will win again this year. On the page, yeah. I predicted Nidacon. I want to go risky, risky, and I predict Nidacon. And who's going to relegate? it, you think? Hostart. <laughs> ah, <laughs> come on, don't really mess it up. Who's going to get relegated? Uh, I think. Um, Viltz. Yeah. Maybe Viltz occasioning. Strassen. Fowler. Fowler had the rubbish end of season last year. No, one. they had a rubbish season season and then finished, finished strong, didn't they? Strong, yeah, could they? they? Yeah. Oh. Strassen is actually a good call because I, I predicted Strassen as well. But like. Great minds think alike, mate, you know? <laughs> playing the relegation playoffs. Not Mesh. Mersh I predicted on the No, I think Mersh will be good. Benny Bresh is gonna tear <laughs> He's up gonna, watch. Benny, if you're listening, gonna, yeah, you're, you're my knit, boy. Knit a few. You're my boy blue. Um yeah, talk conference league. Talk yes. to us. What you got? We've got our first Hesbron uh, against the New Saints from Wales after diff- after this after a disappointing draw in the first leg from Hesbronch, a win was an obligation. Can I interrupt them? you for one second? What about Dudelange? Right, Dillang playing against St. Pat's a couple of weeks ago yeah. and the howler of an own goal from the goalkeeper. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you, if you know I've the goalkeeper Piplika from Energy Cottbus. It was in the early 2000s. There was like, uh, you know, a similar goal. Like the ball came from the height 
then landed on his head and went into yeah. a net, you know. And this goal remembers a bit of this legendary yeah. own goal. Yeah. And, but basically, he's raced out of his box to come and claim it, and then they started getting towards the lines like, oh, bugger, I can't use my hands here. So he's gone to jump and head it, and it's just gone like that. Bounce, slow motion, pop into the goal. Unfortunately for poor him, bloke. Poor, poor bloke. Fortunately for him, that wasn't costly at all. No, no, they Van Lingen scored a hat, hat trick. Yeah, yeah, he did brilliant. He's actually teed up to come on the show uh, in a couple of weeks, so that will be uh, it'll be good to chat to him. But yeah, son, yeah, go on. I've interrupted you. Nah, before I talk about such problems, let's stay with did launch after the Wingans Sam Putz. Uh, their campaign in the Conference League qualifiers and against the club from Malta, Xira United, after losing 2-1. They managed, uh, after their 1-2-1... Yeah, because they lost the first leg 2-0 and they were 2-0 up. I did my research. 2-0 up, yeah, exactly. They yeah. were 2-0 up, so, you know, they, they were back in the game and then, like, two, three minutes later, they conceded the 87th, goal. 87th, wasn't it? Yeah, 87th minute, gutted. And then... I mean, Malta is not our favorite opponent. If I remember, like two two months ago, Luxembourg national team played a friendly against Malta when we, where we lost as well. When there like 450 people, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then let's move on with a bit more positive with Hesperons. Hesperons, damn, I have some spelling difficulty. Got to get back into the groove, mate. You know <laughs> what I mean? It'll come. It'll come. I'm still in my Italian language. After disappointing draw in the first leg for Hesperons, a win was an obligation. In the start of Luxembourg, the home team managed to win 3-2 and qualify for the third round of the Conference League qualifiers. And as I said, unfortunately, they were they were the only team to success in this round. I talk about the launch. Now let's talk about two teams who performed well. But it wasn't enough, unfortunately. With Diferdange, after a 1-1 in the first leg, Diferdange took Maribor away in Slovenia. They were so near from the sensation, because let's take a look at Maribor, who played Champions League a few years ago. And if you think about it, Diferdange were winning 3-1. And then, but Maribor managed to come back and equalized 3-3. The game went to extra time, and then such a big injustice came in the last second, because Maribor got a penalty but I swear I watched the video. There was no, it's not a single contact. The player fell from himself. The referee blows penalty and the the VAR is only being uh, used at uh, the start of the third round. So no VAR, goal, Maribor, 4-3 and Diffedange are out. And let's wrap up with Nidakon against Midgieland. After a 2-0 defeat in the first leg, Nidakon came back in the second leg thanks to a brace from Myron Di Almeida. And like Diffedange, the game went to extra time. Unfortunately, Midgieland scored the 2-1-2. And that's how the game ended. And that's how their run in the qualifiers ended. And I've got a short story for you. You were able to watch the game from Nidakon on the stream. Like Nidakon, um, you know, they proposed a stream. We went on it. And it wasn't free, so you think like, okay, let's pay two, three euros, it's okay. I'll let you guess how, how, how much it cost to watch the game, actually. Just uh, this game. I got 20 euros. 15. 15. 15 euros. I guess that's what they charge you to go into the pitch, that you go into yeah, the ground. Was, if I remember, it was 10, 10 euros uh, last time I watched against... Uh, I don't even remember. There you go. I'll tell you what, that's, should've, should've that's watched, a big old markup. Should have watched the uh, the charity shield of Arsenal beating Man City. Do you know what I mean? Huh? Thank yeah, you very I, much. I the wrong kid today. <laughs> thank, <laughs> you, thank you very much, Anthony. Great to have you back in, and we're looking forward to uh, seeing how the BGL unfolds, and hopefully Hesbronch can go uh, well, win a couple more games and qualify for the Conference League because it'd be good to have uh, one of the uh, club teams playing in European football. It'd be good for the national team as well. Without doubt. Mr. Huckle, just to finish things off here, we said we'd chat to you about 
about school sports. So you're you're basically going to go from one end of the spectrum to the other. You're going to go from St George's, where I believe you've got a great PE teacher. But anyway, we'll not get into that. Um, so you're going from St George's and you're going to Ship Lake. So how is your how, how much sport are you going to be playing when you're at Ship Lake? Well, I think it's three times a week in school. And then I can play club, I think, twice a week outside as yeah. well. So, yeah, it's a big step up from twice a week in total here. Yeah. I mean, you're going you're gonna to see how it changes drastically in the school system with sport, whereas over here it's predominantly dominated by the club, isn't it? We obviously have our mm-hmm. PE lessons and, and such. But um, what are your, looking back at your, uh, your memories of, uh, of, of school sport in, in Luxembourg, what's good, what's bad? Well, uh, I mean... This past year has been it's been a massive improvement, uh, especially at St George's and the how much sport we do in school. Uh, the years before was very, like a lot, a lot less. Well, what you have to learn is you because you're not at St George's anymore. You can chuck them under the bus here. You know, you're not going to get you're not going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> That's naughty, Mister Brown. But no, uh, last year it was it was a lot better. You and uh, Miss Lemon have. Uh, Changed changed a lot. Will's uh, not being paid that much to say all this, by the way. Is that why you brought him on? Yeah, well, you know, uh, <laughs> can get the bus home. Get the bus. Home. Keep going, Will. You're doing really well here. You're doing really well. Um, no, it's uh, took two teams to football tournaments in Verona. Uh, one in Rome. You 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 win on those? Yeah, went well. One of them. Good times. Front of the bus, back of the bus. Uh, he was a sort of like Will wouldn't sit at the back. He'd sit near the back. Yeah. You know. He's not going to be the one causing trouble at the back of the bus, you know what I mean? I like that diligent approach, well yeah, done. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, a lot more. Uh, you, you've you said about wanting to start a uh, Sevens rugby team next year, I'll try to take them to Rosson Park. Um, so yeah, I think it's, just, it's, it's on the way up, definitely, but in the past few years, it's been very, very little. I mean, even just off the back of those experiences of going to those tournaments with... Uh, the guys you're at school with so they are your best mates but mm. to get to play sport with them but also to be outside of the school environment where it is it's a little bit more relaxed you know and you can you can sort of bounce off each other and yeah, exactly. you just uh, well it's, it's a lot of fun and it's something we're both a big advocate of isn't it Nathan you know how important school sport Nathan will tell you some funny stories about school sport we finished a bit more uh agricultural than what we'd be used to <laughs> when I say you know running around doing cross country and barefoot and stuff like that and um, very interesting but Will it'll be uh, well I've, I've said to you before I think you're going to absolutely love it over there obviously George will love it as yeah. well um, and yeah hopefully stay in contact and uh, remember your, your time in Luxembourg fondly and with Little Lions importantly yeah. <laughs> um, keep I'll keep tagging you and everything obviously as a You've done a little bit for us, so it's expected that you like and share everything these days. You know, that's the, yeah, the nature uh, of the beast, you isn't it? Front, go and get them. Yeah, go absolutely. All, all the best, yeah. buddy. All the best. Um, as always, we give a huge shout out to the army of uh, volunteers out there who make our sporting world tick, whether it's washing kit, refereeing, keyboard warriors, whoever you are, keep doing what you are doing. You can check out the rest of the team from tomorrow morning at 6am. You've got the Sam Steen Show. You've then got the lunchbox at 12 with steps. And then don't forget the home stretch with Melissa Dalton from 3 o'clock. You've also got the DB3 show from Dave Burrows. And you've got The Hangover with Sarah Tapp. Nathan, are you looking forward to this week? Mate, am I what? Am I what? Because actually, on our show on Wednesday, 
We have loads of uh, information going on because we've got Paula Kramer who just had a fantastic result on the that's weekend. Right. She's just done a 20 bridges, just swam around Manhattan and we've got a few records that's happened in the athletics. Obviously, we've got the basketball. The boys did very well over in Ireland. Not uh, quite not quite winning, in, you know, but certainly looks like they carried on, through. On the, on the step up overall, I should say. So, um, yeah. I Look think got, there's a lot, of, a lot of positivities on the Wednesday show to talk to. Talk Absolutely. About. Well, until next time, it's Cher. Cher!